Men are food. Men are food. Men are not friends. I don't know, though. I always want food. I don't always want friends. So men are food, not... Wait, no. Men are friends, not food. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm a former runner. And I'm Emily. I'm a former chaser. And welcome to our podcast. So we're recording this at like six o'clock at night, which is like objectively the worst time to record because I'm tired. Me too. <laughs> I, I don't think I slept like at all last night and I worked today. I don't normally work on Friday, so I'm a little bit out of it, y'all. Uh, I've woken up at 2 a.m. like every single night this week, so yikes. I don't know what's going on. I The month of March is literally, I, I, I hate this month so much. Back up, hold up. This is this is my second favorite month. First favorite month is October. I know, second it's, I know it's your birthday month. I know it's your birthday <laughs> month. I'm aware. Trust me, I know. We end on a good note, I guess, because your birthday we is do. like the second to last day. Yes. However, yes. however, the past Th- two years have not been great for me. I've met men and the <laughs> I met the doctor in March of 2019. I met I started hanging out with the actor in March of 2019. I- I'm waiting for the one that I'm going to meet this month this year. Like, it's, I, who is it? I think we know, but you know, we're not saying anything about that one. Good lord! But like, God. Um, I'm, uh, it's just a month that I'm just like, here we go. Apparently, apparently I heard whatever your rising sign is, there is a season of the Zodiac that is like your mating season. So apparently we're both Libra risings. So apparently Mm -hmm. Aries season is like mating season for us, apparently. Okay. Okay. I can see Um, it. I can see it. And for me, that explains so much since like I've, granted we're in Pisces season right now, but still the month of March and like Aries season has always been very active um, in my life. So... I also look like a crazy person right now as we're doing this via FaceTime and my brows are like bold. Freshly done. <laughs> Freshly done. Here, here's, like, here's my, here's my take on March. Um, I am releasing music. March, it's very exciting for you. It's, it, it's very 26th. riveting for you. Honestly, this is, this is a very good month. I'm so excited. I finally got the master track. I submitted that ish March 26th. You can pre-save right now so we'll put that link in our show notes i'm super pumped yes and then but then i'm nerding out like the weekend before i've signed i just purchased a very 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 pricey course for my job so then you know there's it it really could you really don't know what to expect with me i'm either like nerding out on some myofunctional therapy and or releasing music it's Mm -hmm. it's great time here (laughs) and um my brain is in like seven balance (laughs) like there's literally literally no balance um yeah like i was thinking about so many things today that i almost ran a red light (laughs) in a car so um driving miss daisy almost ran on red light (laughs) 
yeah, I like <laughs> slammed my brakes in the middle of an intersection and had to. Reverse. Did you throw your Did you throw your arm out? No, I was shaking. What? I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> For those of you that don't do not know, one Hannah is driving Miss Daisy. Um, she drives the speed limit. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's just good. me who is. Um, she she's in Driving Miss Daisy. I'm in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> this is this is very very very. But you never felt unsafe in my car. You've no. said that before. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, I feel and we get to we get to Wilmington in a timely manner. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's why. Like my mom's always like, "Who's driving? Is Hannah driving? Or you driving?" I'm like. That depends. Do we have what time? Do we need do we, to be there? Do we need to be somewhere at a certain time? Because if so, I will. Uh, Emily will be driving. <laughs> if we can leisurely take our time and get there, oh, you know, whenever I will be driving. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> like what comes with me also driving is a lot of yelling um, at that different cars and and, and the most. Um, uh, variety music I've ever experienced in my entire life. We go from like 1975 to like the high school musical soundtrack to like freaking Drake. Like there is no in between. It's just like we get down a rabbit hole. It's and a culture. It's a whole it's, culture in it's my a car. Whole, especially if you're driving long distance, it's an entire experience mm-hmm. that you will only get in Emily's car. So, <laughs> and now I'm in a Prius, so at least we're eco friendly the whole time. And it's, Y'all, her car is so damn quiet. Half the time that I get in there, I'm like, are you going to turn it on? And she's like, it's on, bitch. Like, <laughs> the amount of times I've forgotten to turn it off. It's I could see, yeah, I could see it's that been being twice now that I have forgotten to, like, turn it off. Because, um, like, I'll park it and then, like, something will happen and I'll get on my phone really quickly and then I'll go to leave and I can't lock my car. Like, it'll start beeping. Like, bitch, the car is still on. You cannot lock it from the outside. Um, we are still on. Um, so oh, it's just letting you know it's still there. I'm glad it does that though. Otherwise, like yeah. there's, I'm like afraid I would walk into work, I'd come out and like all my gas would be used. <laughs> True. And that would suck. Um, but yeah, yeah my March. new, my new car so is fun. great. It's, it's yeah. great. Um, so who, who knows what's going to happen this, this March? I'm dreading, uh, March 14th. You know how they say beware the Ides of March? So the Ides of March is March 15th. My Ides of March is, that's also from Julius Caesar, in case you were curious. Um, My Ides of March is Pi Day. Oh my God. Pi (laughs) Day. I remember that day in school. Everybody would bring pizza. Well, it was a great day until. It was a fabulous day. Until 2019. Uh, That's when I went the first day with the doctor. That's when I had my first day with the actor. I'm oh, dead serious. Oh, I'm oh. dead serious. Ooh, I'm kind of cringing a little. It's okay though. Like if so, if a boy asks me out on a date and he's like, "You want to go out March 14th?" Nope. No. We're gonna need no. to pick another day, sir. Another day. I'm not just no first dates in the month of March. Wait till go. April. There you go. Give, let me give me to April, please. At least give me to Aries season. <laughs> get you to the real, yeah, get you to Aries. Get out, no, no dates in Pisces. No dates in Pisces. What God. were you thinking? What were you thinking? <laughs> All the emotions oh. were out. I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. All the crying fish came to try and scoop you up. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. My oh, brother's my a Pisces, but I really think he's an Aries. What's his birthday? March 17th. He's That's a St. Like Patrick's right Day. That's like, yeah, that's like right there. Oh, yeah. He, 
He should have been an Aries. But we have, I will say, in the month of March, we do have a ton of different guests coming on the show that we are, like, hype about. Like, I don't know how we got these people on our show, but, like, I'm not going to complain. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not questioning it. I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just here for it. I'm here, I'm here for it. Um, here for the conversations. I am so excited. And, like, I feel like you guys are really just going to love these episodes. Um, and you're, you're going to love these people. Like, these are people you definitely have heard of before. They've been on a ton mm-hmm. of other people's podcasts. Um, some really big podcasts on top of that. So we're yep. really excited um, for you guys to hear them. And um, we're excited to talk to them and be friends with them. <laughs> so excited. So excited. Like, like a humble brag really quickly. Just really excited to be their friend. <laughs> yes. Um, but also, um, have have you started watching Normal People recently? Finally, I did. I'm so thrilled. I'm so I proud did. of you. I'm so proud. I, I think I'm on like episode nine. Oh my god, you've watched so much. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's only ten episodes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh I have, my god. I have cried like twice, and um, just really. How have you only cried twice? Really only struggling twice. with this show because it hits home for some some things. Mm-hmm. This whole back and forth and back and forth and back and forth relationship is just a little too close to home. Oh, trust me. How do you imagine how I felt with Marianne? Just her whole like, just life. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a whirlwind of emotions. There's a lot of nudity. I wasn't expecting so much frontal nudity on the man. But I will say though, like I, I'm. Both the actors said this, and I was very appreciative of it when I was watching it, um, that if you had done it without all of that, it would not have been the same, especially in comparison to the book, because it's so raw and vulnerable and everything that I think it matches. And, like... A lot of those moments are not made to like. They're not like sexualized. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. especially Which the one where like, like they were laying on the bed together. Like I could tell, I could understand why they did it that way because yeah, that that was just very like a vulnerable moment for both of both of the characters. But I just wasn't expecting it, so I was like, oh, okay. oh no, yeah, I fully wasn't <laughs> expecting it either. Well, like because oh, like okay. I was expecting like boobs because like that's just kind of like yeah. normalized, which is kind of a weird. And I could go down rabbit hole on that, but I was just not expecting the junk. And so when that happened, I was just like, oh, my little innocent self was like, okay. But my favorite spoiler alert, like if you haven't seen Yeah, if you haven't um, seen it, just don't listen to this Um, part. Skip like five minutes ahead. My favorite, my two favorite parts are when they're, you've seen them in Italy, correct? Yes, but I think they're still in Italy. Have you seen the fight in the house? And with, Connell with, coming, yes, 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 and, yes, and Connell yes. coming in between and saving her and everything like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cried yeah. my Fuck eyes that out. Guy, I cried Whatever his my name eyes is. out. Why does that remind me? Why does that not remind you of? Does that remind you of the doctor? Because it reminded me of the doctor. Yeah, yeah. cried yeah. my eyes out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You haven't got to where she's in Iceland yet, have you? Mm-mm. Okay, when you get to Iceland, like that is, <laughs> that's when I cried the most. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that whole dinner in Italy was just uh, like, yeah. I, I was like cringing the whole time because I was like, Mary Ann, say something. Mary Ann, say something. Mary Ann, say something. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole time I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I just mm-hmm. want to help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. I, I know you could relate to that. That whole, that whole scene. I was like, wow, I really, really can understand where Emily is relating to all of this right yeah. now. Yeah. The um, like, n- 
like knowing you need to say something, but like not being able to say something mm-hmm. or like yeah. not feeling like it. I don't know. When he breaks know. the plate, um, like on purpose, like that was the part that sent me over the edge. And like when yeah, she lunges, weren't, weren't, weren't those her dads or something? Yeah. 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 Um, and then I just finished, I, right before we started recording today's episode, I finished WandaVision. Um, and spoilers alert out the fucking wazoo. If you have never seen WandaVision, if you want to watch WandaVision, you haven't seen the finale because I, I know there's so many spoilers probably. Trust me. I was going to watch it later tonight as I was eating dinner, but I could not get on TikTok in peace without like seeing stuff about the fin- finale. And I was like, oh my God, like I just want to be able to get on TikTok without seeing something about the like, like, spoilers. I haven't watched it yet. Please stop. So I was like, fine, fuck it. I'm going to watch it now. And I watched it. And, like, it's definitely the, like, this is, like, the main reason I don't try to read fan theories um, for certain shows because fans just come up with these really awesome ideas and they never live up to what you expect it's going to happen. And not that I'm disappointed with the finale at all. Um, I think that it was a good introduction to who... um, Wanda's character is and everything and I'm excited I like but like the thing is now I have to go watch the other fucking Marvel movies to know what happens with her life and I don't want to watch more Marvel movies I just said last week that I was over I don't like Marvel movies you're just gonna have to suck it up and do it like, like if, if, if you want to know now, if I'm you so know, mad just, I just take a week off and then deep dive into some Marvel Everybody's You'll like, be oh, great. Like, I'm going to have to watch the new Doctor Strange that comes out late in December or next year. I don't know when it's coming out. But, like, I don't really want to see it. But now I'm going to have to fucking see it. Like, mm, is it coming I'm, out in theaters or, it's like, you can stream it? They, I don't know because um, it was supposed to come out this summer. But with COVID, they had to delay production. So it's not coming out till next year. Oh, that's um, always so much fun. I love when that So, happens. yeah. Like, they have made it to where WandaVision was supposed to come out in the spring. And then literally in May, the new, like, the next movie was going to come out. So, like, you wouldn't have to wait and everything. But that's mm-hmm. not happening now. Um, so, fuck me for now. So fun. Getting into Marvel, I'm disgusted with myself, honestly. I literally texted you the other night, like, I wanted to go see this boy because he was into Marvel. And I was like, I just like hearing him geek out about Marvel. And you know, I said, I wanted to watch a Marvel movie. And you were like, did you just admit to wanting to watch a Marvel movie? I was like, yes. Like, I want to see the, Infinity War. I've never seen like, Infinity after War. After the conversation we had on the podcast, you're going to sit there and admit that you're going to like to see a Marvel movie. I'm disgusted like, with oh, myself. Okay. Okay. I'm disgusted no, with myself. You just got a crush. It's fine. <laughs> People do weird things when they have crushes. That's just like how it is. fucking want to watch Spider Man. You although <laughs> Spider Man is pretty good, but like it's one of those things. Like I don't need to watch seventy remakes. Like I know yeah. what happens. I do. I will always like the Tobey Maguire version because that's what I grew up with with Kristen Dunst and that upside down kiss. Yes. Yep. Yep. You're um. right. <laughs> They set us up for forget, failure with I'll love. I'll never forget, <laughs> I dated a guy in high school who, like, really wanted an upside-down kiss. Like, it's Spider-Man. I'm just picturing him, like, trying to hang you from, like, the ceiling. No, I think he was going to hang, hang, like, bend over backwards off the top of a bump bed. <laughs> and that's how we were going to, I don't know. 
Anyways. <laughs> this isn't my first Marvel fanboy I've been into, apparently. Maybe you got a tight that you don't know about. <laughs> Ew, gross, disgusting. Anyways. Oh, goodness. Um, what is your captivation this week, my dear? So, on the topic of um, releasing music, I have to also have some sort of content uh, to talk about the music that is being released. So, Emily showed me these um, vertical videos that she found on Instagram. They're called Social Motion Packs, and they're made by this girl named Kate. She's also a musician on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is at her name is Kate, Um, and they are beautiful. Like, she has... um, all sorts of video packs. Um, I bought the summer, I can't remember the exact name of it, the summer pack and then the celestial clouds pack. Um, and I've kind of played with a couple of them, but they're just so fun. They're like 15 second vertical videos of all sorts of different things. And you can like put pictures and text and, um, they don't have a watermark on them or anything. You're, you're allowed to use them for whatever you please. So I thought it'd be really good for like Instagram stories and Instagram and TikTok. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my captivation and they're really cool. So if you're a graphic designer or like a social media person, I feel like a graphic designer, but I am cheating because I didn't make them. (laughs) (laughs) Me every day, um, (laughs) posting content on our Instagram. I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't know what I'm doing. Literally like me with Photoshop and, uh, illustrator on my desktop, not knowing how to use them and just resulting in using the app over on my phone. Yep. And when I just bought the, the pro of over too, so I could use more of their stuff because again, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm trying, Mm -hmm. I'm trying here. So follow it. I finessed a whole job uh, interview where I was like down to me and like this other girl for this magazine layout graphic designer kind of person, like an editorial graphic designer where like you design the layouts of a magazine and stuff like that. Literally with no training in Photoshop, Illustrator, or Lightroom. Like, I taught myself. So, like, um, it was between yeah. literally me and one other person for this highly competitive job at this magazine. And, Look at um, you. Look I didn't you. get it because I had no Still experience. Though, this other be... person had, like, years of experience, and they were, yeah. like, in their 40s. Yeah. But still, like, but still, yeah, yeah. You finesse. So, you fake yeah, it till you make so, it. So I'm faking it till I make it. So if you want to watch me do that, uh, please follow my music page. It's at her name's hand. And I, and I kind of been cross uh, promoting on my personal Insta. But yeah, that's what that's what I've been doing. What about you? Um, my captivation. So I got a new hair dryer, which. Okay. I need a hair dryer. So tell me more. You're going to hate this one. <laughs> okay. never mind. <laughs> because so I was using the Rev. We all know I was using the Revlon like brush hair dryer kind of thing. Freaking um, hate that for my hair. Yeah. Just, just so you I know. You might like this new one. Well, apparently like that one, uh, some other girls I heard on TikTok and everything saying that that one was overheating and burning and frying their hair. And I noticed something similar happening in mine. Like mine was getting like hella hot. And yeah. I was like, this is like too hot, like for a hair dryer. Um, and it sounded like it was like, you know like how your computer sounds like it's going to take off when it starts yeah, getting overheated? Yeah, fan runs. That's how the hair dryer started sounding like extra worse. Um, and so I'm I was just like picturing you there, like like drying your hair, and then all of a sudden like catching flames. Like how terrible would I that would be? Cry. I would, I would cry. I would cry. I would cry for you. Um, Ugh, so that's kind of scary. 
I got a new one from Drybar because I like Drybar's tools. I mean, they have a whole salon and everything like that, like geared around their tools. And they have um, one that's similar to it, but it's more round. Uh, and so it's the single shot blow dryer. So it's just like the Revlon one. It's not they have they have one that's like the oval shaped one, like the Revlon one. It's the double shot, but I got the single shot because I thought it would help my bang my curtain bangs more, and um, it would like you know, smooth out my hair, which it kind of did. Um, it doesn't really cause it as frizzy because I will say the Revlon one, I still had some frizz with that one. Um, but the dry bar one, it's pretty good. I like it so far. So nice. let's just see how see it works. how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So far, so good though. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. The, the Revlon one made my head look like a big A and it was so frizzy. <laughs> like an that- A? An like, A? Like an A. Like Okay. Like kind of frizzy on the top and just continues to expand down on the sides. Like an A. Literally, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So I never okay. used it. I used it one time and I was like, nope, that's not it for me. Not it. I want a Dyson hair dryer, but I can't afford it. So Yes. Um that's three hundred ninety nine dollars, my dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not not worth it. I don't dry if you're my gonna hair get enough. The, if you're gonna get the hair dryer, you might as well just get the air styler. And it comes yeah. with a hair dryer component. It's yeah. like $200 more. Yeah. But still, you might as well mm-hmm. just get that. Well, I'm not going to be getting either, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a new microphone. That's what I would rather spend my hundreds of month dollars on. So Fair. <laughs> Fair. Honestly. Alrighty, so before we get into today's episode, just a couple of housekeeping things really quickly. Make sure you guys are following us on Instagram. My personal one is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And then our podcast is at the Gals Guide Pod. We've been doing like a couple of different like surveys and like posting more reels over there. So make sure you guys head on over there and check that out. Also, make sure you are in our secret Facebook group on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash the Gals Guide. And then the Gal Scouts is our secret Facebook group. So make sure you guys go over there, add, join in, join in on the conversations. Um, and then last but not least, subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Literally just go hit the five stars and then leave a smiley face review. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first person to leave a review in the month of March gets a feature on our Instagram story. Boom. Go do it. What she said. Yes. What I said. <laughs> I rule this podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, on that note, this is the episode topic that I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> um i basically i don't know where i found this book i don't know if it was i can't remember if it was tiktok twitter probably one of the two it's where i get all my content lately i don't know y'all but i got it in my text thread she said read this book (laughs) and i was like oh my goodness someone okay like low-key shout out to the author his name is bruce bryan that sounds like a fake name sounds like superman um maybe maybe (laughs) maybe it's his ghost writing name watching like a ton of marvel i guess uh and (laughs) wait that's dc oh Oh, God, oh my someone's going to come from me in the comments. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, but he wrote a book called Never Chase a Man Again. And I, I don't know who did it. I don't know if you did it, Bruce, or like who did it. <laughs> Somebody so upload the whole book on the WordPress. Every time you say Bruce, all I can think about is Finding Nemo. Visual <laughs> friends, not food. <laughs> not the same dude, but the same mindset. Same mindset. Um, men are f- men. Men are, are not f- friends. Friends. <laughs> men are food. Men are food. Men are not friends. I don't know though. I always want food. I don't always want friends. So men are food, not 
Wait, no, men are friends, not food. (laughs) (laughs) But he wrote a book called Never Chase a Man Again, and someone uploaded the whole PDF of the book on the WordPress, and I read it that way. I'm sorry, Bruce. What's your Venmo? I'll Venmo you the money that you need for the book. It was a great book. Sorry, sorry, Bruce. It's saved on my uh, desktop. I just haven't read it. (laughs) It's a great book. Honestly, um, I just really wanted to read it immediately and not it to come through Amazon because um, yep. I needed it. But I, I read it from there, but then I also have like a list of like just different things that I have gotten from like my toxic friends. <laughs> like that's what they self-identify as okay they self-identify as toxic but like they're not really toxic like they just they have a good mindset when it comes to like trying to attract a guy like how most people would probably categorize it as toxic it's just they have super fucking high boundaries and just don't settle for the bare minimum which i feel like a lot of people have started like romanticizing um especially younger girls like in college like and then their 20s taking on like that fucking bare minimum bullshit which like you were so much better than and i know like last week we just had like um ali on from um recovery and talking about codependency and how like when you're in that cycle you can settle for like the bare minimum shit and so with this week's episode we're doing the exact opposite we're not fucking settling it um and uh we know that you'll also understand why we thought of this topic too with the guests that we have coming up in the month, the month of March. Mm-hmm. Like this is like their whole like mantra is never settling, like not chasing, don't settle, kind of things like that. Those so there's your little hint, hint. But um, I kind of want to start this episode like just with a like quick note and it's something that i read in the book and i thought was genius and i like text it to you i made a whole fucking graphic of it because i just love the quote so yes, much i love it um <laughs> and it was never risk your self-respect by trying to force a man to take an interest in you it is better to disregard a man who displays a wavering interest than to lose both your dignity and sanity fighting for his attention mm-hmm. like i yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know what wavelengths I've been on lately or whatever, but like people have been coming to me about their toxic relationships and being like, Emily, Emily, like how, what do I do? And I'm like, why am I suddenly like the guru? And I forget I have a dating podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You signed up for it. (laughs) I was like, oh fuck. (laughs) You expect me to have answers? What? (laughs) I'm just trying to figure it out myself, but okay. (laughs) This is supposed to be my therapy. Yeah. I made a podcast to have guests on so that I could therefore talk out loud to mm-hmm. uh, to the America about uh, my problems. Yes, um, yes. Basically, that's what it's, it, it is. Please don't look at me as a dating guru. Anyways, um, <laughs> but basically, like, just I've been, like, so much in this mindset of I'm more willing to risk that temporary bliss that I would so much strive off of and, like, gain so much, like, I would feed my ego so much off of that temporary bliss. I'd rather sacrifice that temporary bliss to have more fulfilling happiness later on by, like, just not entertaining um, the bare minimum and just not um, kind of going off of when someone else is available um, and only feeding off that selective attention that I'm getting. Um, Because I realized that, like, this was the thing I realized the other night. I was at work. I was talking to my coworker, and I was like, bruh, I have not... Every guy I've liked since 2012, this is when it changed. Because in 2012 was the first time I liked a guy first. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first time, but it was the last time I liked a guy first and was like, I want him. And I chased after him. And then after that, I was like, I'm never fucking doing that again. Uh, <laughs> ever enough. since then, every guy that I have dated, liked, or whatever, they were attracted to me first. They chased me first. And I realized, that I was like, wait, every guy that I've liked, like, I never liked them first. Like, I convinced myself to like them um, after I found out that they liked me. And there were moments, like, within all of that, that, like, it's kind of the role switch where they were chasing me, and then somehow it turned into me chasing them. And I was like, how the fuck did this happen? Um, This is not the original plot of the movie. Um, I don't understand (laughs) where this wormhole happened. And... Trying to get back into that mindset of not allowing the trickery and the flip to happen because I feel like that happens with a lot of girls where they're like, I've convinced myself to like this dude. Like I had to convince myself that you were attractive. Uh, How are you now making me feel like I'm the ugly one in this scenario? I don't understand. And it's getting into that mindset of not giving in to any of the bare minimum because I feel like guys do a great job at breadcrumbing. To mm-hmm. only give you enough to where you are now accepting that this is the standard. It's the bare minimum. It's the random text in the middle of the night. It's, you know, only texting when he's available. And somehow you end up then texting them first. And it's just like, why is this? How did it get here? And so it's really just saying no to temporary bliss because I've gotten the mindset before where. I'm now attracted to this person and they're now not doing as much. So I feel like, well, maybe they don't think I like them. So like now I have to like pretend I like, like basically like try harder. And it's like, no, I don't need to try harder. Um, no, it's, yeah. it's the exact opposite that needs to happen and right. just stay like what I was, keep doing what I was doing. And if they don't want to be a part of my life, it's okay. Then like they kind of, the trash kind of took itself out in yeah. a way. Well, uh, and I think, I think people forget that like, the longer that you risk like losing your, your self-respect and like letting that happen, like it's not going to change. Therefore you're going to have this long drawn out life of this person, like giving you bare minimum when you deserve like premium. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think a lot of times people like think it's going to change, think it's going to change, think it's going to change. So they just hold on and Mm -hmm. then, then they're Me. in this long, they're in this like year or two years of this, this. And then when they, when they end it and start over, then they again, start accepting the bare minimum. It's like this like terrible cycle of like knowing you're worth more getting out of it. than somebody sprinkles some breadcrumbs and then you're back right in it. So, yeah. And there's this whole mantra that's been going on around TikTok that I've seen and I've I mean, you've gotten me to like to the point like of me saying it every morning when I wake up and look in the mirror as I'm brushing my teeth, um, <laughs> like saying like the whole mantra is I don't chase, I attract what belongs to me will simply find me. And I do think that is a beautiful mantra, whether it is like for relationships or life, love, jobs, whatever it may be. I think mm-hmm. it is a brilliant thing to be more specific probably about it when you're manifesting because um, the universe does like to play games um, and, and likes to make jokes. Um, so yeah. Uh, Always <laughs> be specific with what you want to attract. Do you want to attract? A Are you dog? trying to attract birds? I was gonna say a dog, and then you said dog, and I was like, dang it, we're on the same wavelength. Um, like, Are you accepting money? Are you trying to attract money? Yeah, dogs. 
a new career, a man's, you know. So being, yeah, being more specific with it, but I do think that it's a more healthy mantra for people to like use, uh, and making sure that you're coming at it from good intentions, like meditating and things like that. But overall, like my main thing that I always kind of like push when it talk when it comes to like not chasing and attracting more is really just making sure you're living your best life. Like first and foremost, like as long as you are dating yourself, living your life for yourself, not really doing it so like you get someone else's attention or like po- like I, be posting on your Instagram story. Like, there's so many times like I've had talks to people t- tell me like, oh, like next time you're hanging out with a guy, if you want to make another guy jealous, post yourself with that guy. You're therefore doing something that serves another person, not serving yourself. I mean, it may feel good in that moment, like, <laughs> but later on, you're like, uh, like, you're still posting it for somebody else. You're not posting yeah. it for yourself. And, uh, like, I'm all for posting thirst traps on the gram and everything. Like, do what your heart pleases, but like, posting it for yourself, like, yeah, I'm hot. Like, I look great. Um, I look amazing. Everybody deserves to see this. Not like I'm posting this for. Um, I was gonna say Tucker. I don't know. <laughs> John Tucker must die. <laughs> I'm posting this so Jonathan can see it, and Jonathan only likes it. Um, yeah. yeah, like it's no. like like switching your mindset around, like why you're doing, like finding yeah. the intention behind what you're doing, yeah. and not making it about anybody else, but just about yourself. Don't be Jay Gatsby. Don't throw a party. So Daisy will show up. Um, I mean, but like, if you want to throw a party, just like make sure that you like invite me. And it's six feet apart. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, I'm not going. I forgot we're in a pandemic. I've been vaccinated, so I have my superpowers, and that's on that. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, as somebody who has thrown a party, so one dude will show up. It doesn't work out. Yes, it doesn't work out. He Mm -mm. will come. He'll leave with another bitch, though. That's what's going to happen. You're like, I just wanted you to stay. But, like, if you're going to leave, like, okay, bye. And some other dude's going to end up staying after hours. And it's like, dude, why are you still sitting on my couch drinking beer? Please leave. You, I, If, if he didn't show up, I would have kicked all of y'all out earlier. Like, that was the whole plot of the movie. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, I thought we would dive in a little bit about how there's different ways that you can attract um, and how... I kind of put it in the mindset of like a relationship and everything. And this is like, we're talking like you've already found a, you've already found a bait. Um, <laughs> you've already found a possible Got your target eyes on the prize. Yeah. yeah. I'm not talking like we're going to manifest a man out of nowhere. I don't know how to do that. I don't uh, know how to do that either. So if I did, I would know, I, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, no, you wouldn't. Um, You'd have a let, whole business, a whole business around teaching people how to manifest people. I would be the Scarlet Witch. I would be Wanda Maximoff if that's the case. <laughs> that is the only woman who can make a man come out of nowhere because she literally took vision from a part, like out of her pain and like made vision. A, a, she made a person. She made her children out of nothing. She didn't even have sex. She just made her children out of nothing. Um, this sounds very bizarre. That's the only person <laughs> who can who can make a man appear out of nowhere. <laughs> but as much as I'd love to be Elizabeth Olsen, I am not. So um, how I would say, like, one thing I'm thinking of, like, when I'm saying, like, how to attract. So what does that look like? And I think it comes more of an emotional level. I'm not talking, like, physical, like, 
one, hotness is a mentality, in my opinion. Anybody can be hot. Um, yep. It sounds ridiculous. It sounds stupid at first. If you literally just look in the mirror and tell yourself you're hot, like every single day, if you just say that you're hot, if you just think that everybody in the world wants to like be with you and is in love with you, and I know I'm a Leo. I fully am aware that I am a Leo with a labor moon and rising. I'm fully aware of this. But I just live every day thinking that everybody like wants wants loves to you. be with me. Yeah. Like I, I have everybody in the world is my fan. Like it's fine. I go to the gas station thinking that every guy at, at this gas station just wants to be with me. Like they're just all in love with me. The confidence. And, the confidence is real. <laughs> the confidence is here. <laughs> and when you like when you just had this mentality and it's not coming from like an egocentric, like, you know, toxic place. <laughs> like, it's just a mentality that's going to exude out of your body. And it's just a confidence that you're going to attract people naturally into your life when you have that charisma and you have that confidence. And people want to be around people who are like that because it's inspiring and it's addictive and it is, um, what's the other word? Uh, contagious. Yes. It's, yes. It, it's very contagious when you're around somebody who knows their worth and they know their confidence about it. And like, I am very much like that around my friends. My co-worker who listens to this podcast, she, she was like, you are a true Leo. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you just have a lot of confidence. You walk into work and like, we all stop to wave at you and you're just like, hi, hello, hello, hi, hi, hi. Like, you're just welcoming. You're like, you're at a meeting, your own meet and greet. Like... <laughs> Like we're just so funny. She's like, she's like, we're all just here, and like, it's like you walk in, you just, you just think, ah, now work can finally start because I have arrived. I have arrived, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I don't. What do you? Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm the main character. Like, (laughs) you all were frozen in time before I arrived. Yep. Um, Yep. You like gave them permission to move with your exactly, exactly, (laughs) Um, and. Like, this is coming from somebody who literally had the confidence of a doormat um, a couple years ago, like, when I was in middle school and high school. So, naturally, I do think that I'm allowed to think that I'm the hottest person alive because I had a massive glow up and I put time and work into my looks. But then I also put time and work into my confidence and my mentality as well, too. This is very Um, true. uh, If you had asked me, like, when I was 13 years old, if I thought that I would have this mindset, um, I would have said, you're lying. I wouldn't think I'd be alive still. Uh, <laughs> that just got really dark. <laughs> Not sure how to respond, but I'm glad you're here. Let's continue. <laughs> Hello, the people who listen at 5 a.m. <laughs> Good morning. Anyways, <laughs> but that's another thing too. Like I take a lot of like, I have a lot of self-deprecating humor, but I, and I have a lot of dark humor, but like I took my trauma and <laughs> And, like, used it to better myself in a way. Um, I think a lot of people, like, a lot of traumatic stuff can happen to you. And it just depends on how you process it. Um, And I think therapy is a great way to do that. But, and that therapy was also a great way that I learned how to have a better mentality as well, Mm -hmm. too. But I think focusing on, like, your mindset. And if you're deriving all your mindset and your confidence from a positive place, or if you're deriving, like, your personality and everything else from a more negative-centric place um, where it's pity in a way. Um, I like, I, I get mad at people like my friends or my family, my mother, especially whenever someone says, I just, I'll just look ugly today, whatever. I'm like, stop 
putting that into the fucking universe. Like, do not say that. Like, do not say that. Like, I'll just look fat today. I'll just look ugly today. Like, shut the fuck up, for one. Like, I literally yelled at people. I've yelled it at you, I'm sure. Yo, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was telling her about how my eyelashes look so stupid, and she was like, no, they don't. Shut up. Like, I literally, (laughs) shut the fuck up. Like, stop. Stop it. Stop it. They they don't look that bad, but, uh, you know. Here's the thing. I'm not friends with ugly people. None of my friends are ugly. None of my friends are unattractive. None of my friends are stupid. All my friends are hot, smart bitches. I'm not, I refuse to be friends with people who are negative and who are ugly. Like, if you are my friend, you are hot, point blank. If you listen to this podcast, you are hot. You are smart. You're funny, point blank. Um, That's all I have to say on that. (laughs) Yes, preach it. (laughs) But, like, yeah, no, you could, I I don't care, like, if you want to, how much time you spend at the gym. I don't care how much money you spend on makeup. I don't care how much therapy you go to. This mentality can come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just takes really getting to know yourself and by either dating yourself, but also looking at how you can improve your life by not needing attention and validation from other people. Um, And this has come from somebody who's been on a stage since they were three and, you know, thrives on validation from other people. There are moments where you're going to suffer and everything like that, but you also have to remember that at the end of the day, like you're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. So you better as well make this the best version of yourself because you have to go to sleep with yourself every single night even if someone's laying next to you like they're not in your head they're yeah, not exactly. in your body you exactly know? they can't control you they can't control your thoughts for you so yeah i i exactly. resonate with that really really much yeah so um because i mean you came into the, like no matter how close you are to your family no matter how close you are if you're married if you have children you came into this world alone we're all going to leave this world alone. Again, shout out to the 5 a.m. listeners. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope, I hope it's your inspiring. coffee's good. I hope your coffee's good. <laughs> but, um, you know, like it, it, you are worthy of so much. And when you start believing that, even if you, like, I was able to take a lot of the trauma and stuff that I went through in relationships in my childhood, things like that. And just thinking about how so much of it is not my fault. It mm-hmm. is really, it's someone else's projection and of some parts of them that they were unhappy about that they felt the need. The only way that they could escape that pain was to project onto somebody else or someone like me internalized all of it. Mm-hmm. And by internalizing all of it, I was, I created this negative mindset about myself that I was ugly, that I was annoying, that I was undeserving of friends. I took it all to heart when none of that was ever meant to be taken to heart, when none of that was ever about me and flipping that and just being like, you know what? Hey, so what if I'm fucking annoying? Like people still like me. I still yeah. have friends. Yeah. If I, these people don't secretly hate me. Like, <laughs> no. And I mean, if they do, they're not going to, they're not going to be in your life. Like you're yeah. going to know who is there for you and who is not. So if Hannah secretly hated me, she wouldn't have made a fucking podcast with me. <laughs> I text you every day. I don't know how I don't think I could text someone. I hate every single day. <laughs> like I would be like, asking for but I like <laughs> on but on that note on that note though like looking at how much effort someone is putting into you versus how much effort you're putting into them if someone's literally not matching you at your effort one I kind of like to I try to, to let the guy set that kind of standard um, I want to see how much effort they're going to put into me before I start putting too much effort into them because mm-hmm. then I, that's chasing 
Mm-hmm. And I want to attract that and everything. Because if you're putting a lot of investment into me and you're putting a lot of effort into me, I will match that happily. Mm-hmm. But you came to me first. I'm going to let you, you set, kinda, yeah, set, the, set tone. the tone for that. I have always heard like guys will um, set the uh, set the tone. Girls will set the pace. Mm, yes. D- yeah. That's my relationship. Yeah. So well, when it first when it was first starting, I mean, yeah. We, but we, we, yeah. Now now there's not really a tone or a pace. So I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I, you know, like once you because once you start chasing, you are therefore letting go of your power. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is one thing men have um, a great advantage of you know being able to kind of withhold commitment from a relationship they're the ones that have they guard that women guard a lot of other things in relationships like they regard the intimacy um physically and emotionally they guard that and men guard the commitment so once you give up all that intimacy and everything like that i think then you're losing your power I think in a way to the men, because if they're doing, if you're doing all that without that commitment, then, and I'm not saying like, you can't do this, this, and this, and this, and this before a relationship, right, do whatever right, right. you want. Yeah, yeah. But I am saying, I have learned the fucking hard way, learn the hard way, learn the very fucking hard way that if you give up that intimacy, emotionally, physically, whatever it may be, before you know what he wants, before you know what his goals are with this whole situation, relationship, what he wants, and where this is going, and what time frame it's going to happen in, um, you are therefore losing your power in it. Because that's just how men's fucking brains works, and I wish it wasn't that way. Trust me, I wish it was not that way. I'm on that bandwagon with you, girls. I wish it wasn't that way. I fucking hate it, but that's how it fucking is. Until you find a, until I find a scenario where that doesn't happen, I'm going to believe that that's how it is. With that being said, I think one way to attract a more serious relationship out of something, so you're seeing this dude and everything like that, and if you're wanting to get closer to like a partnership and commitment and everything, I think one thing that's super attractive in any scenario is a willingness to be vulnerable, something that I... St- I'm better at, I think, with this podcast has definitely helped a lot for sure. But I think that willingness and that courage to be more vulnerable and to let your walls down will attract men and will allow you to attract a relationship out of it. One thing that we read in this book was, well, I read in this book. I forgot you. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't read it, but (laughs) preach. Um, (laughs) One thing I um, saw is, you know, this willingness to be vulnerable when it's been earned. So when you see an investment from his end, that's when it's been earned. So women possess this great power of emotional intimacy and have a special force in getting that out of a man. Not only does having the courage to be vulnerable make a guy feel more connected to you, but it also gives him the opportunity to be a pillar of strength for you and allows him to feel needed. The amount of times I don't want a man to feel needed is exponential, but I know exactly when... (laughs) I know when they need to feel needed. <laughs> You're so harsh. I'm, but like, if we're thinking about, like, if we're thinking single Emily, true. We're thinking true. single Emily. Emily doesn't have a crush on anybody. Emily doesn't want to be in a relationship with anybody. Think single Emily, okay. circa 2018. Okay, I got, I got a vision. Super hella independent. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how to fix a computer. I'll figure the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But if I'm interested in a guy and he knows how to fix the computer, I'll let him fix the fucking computer because he's going to feel needed because he didn't feel like a man and all that stuff and everything like that. Even though I'm super independent and I could figure it out my fucking self, I think 
balancing that when a guy knows that you can do it yourself, but you're willingly asking him to help out on that is the sweet spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes. I know she could do it herself. I fully know she's fully capable, capable. of that, mm-hmm. but it's the fact she wants me to help her and me to do it and feel chosen in a way will go a long way. I think mm-hmm. with a guy. Um, well, and I think, I think we, we should fact check this all with your boyfriend. Too. We should have, no, he would, he would agree with that statement a hundred percent because he knows that I am like super independent and can like pretty much do anything. And he's like, like we were putting together something and I asked him if he like needed help or knew how to do it. Or I said something the wrong way. And he was like, why don't you just like trust me to do it? Like I can do it. Like I can handle it. And so, yeah. Would, I yeah. Mean, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I see that with my dad and my mom like yeah. all the time. And it's yeah. just from a place of I like to be in charge. And also I work with children. So I have a really hard time of separating how I speak to people um, because kids need so much additional support. So mm-hmm. I'm so used to doing that like five days a week, doing that for however many mm-hmm. hours and then turning around and like trying not to be condescending in the way that I ask questions no, I get is, that. is really hard. But what I was going to say was, um, I think that it's super attractive when a man is vulnerable with me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think that be like being a little bit more vulnerable in those situations is attractive to them as well. Um, yeah. Oh, 100%. And I, think, and I think sometimes like women forget that, that like we, we want them to be vulnerable with us. We want them to like tell us all these things. We want them to let their walls down and then we don't do it. So it's like making sure that you are aware that it's attractive to them when we do it too. So yeah, if you're expecting a guy to let his walls down and you're not doing that yourself, it's never going to happen. Yeah. He's only going to do it when he sees you do that because he then knows it's a safe space to do that. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times for me, like as somebody who struggles with the vulnerability and the minute I started being more vulnerable with, um, guys I've dated, I noticed them being more vulnerable too. And vice versa. Like I will say with the doctor, I was not vulnerable at the early on the relationship. I told him, I have a fear of vulnerability straight up. He, therefore, me and Lottie being vulnerable and saying I have a fear of vulnerability, he therefore was able to take the lead and was like, okay, well, like I'm going to open up about my mental health issues. And I was like, it therefore made me feel like a safe space for me to open up. Yeah. I mean, he, granted, he used it all against me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You made a film. Like, <laughs> it was supposed to happen, unfortunately. Right. right. <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, there it's natural to fear being vulnerable because what if somebody weaponizes it against you? And like you, uh, someone who came from trauma where that happened, where I was bullied for it and everything like that. Being vulnerable is more of a strength and it's courage more than it is um, a weapon for somebody to use against you. Not everybody's going to do that. And just learning to take every relationship kind of with a new mindset and mm-hmm. not everybody's going to fuck you over. Um, Cause when you go with that mindset, that's what inevitably is going to happen. In my opinion, that's what I've noticed. Uh, again, therapy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> advocate, strong advocate for therapy here. Y'all uh, haven't had it, but I'm a therapist in other areas. So <laughs> therapy, <laughs> I think also, and this is something that I feel like it's, it's it's rhetorical, like it's said over and over again, but what it's actually look like is setting your standards high and be willing to assert yourself and defend your personal boundaries with the men you date. Lists. I made a list in my phone of what my standards are. Not like he has to be six four with blue eyes and brown hair. That's not a standard. No. Um, that's just that's you type? just like dating Brad's. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> 
you just like doing dudes that like rushed alpha <laughs> alpha pike. And got, yeah pike i was like pike's the only one i know <laughs> it's almost an alpha phoebe that's a sorority i was about to be like alpha i don't know any alphas let's just go with pike <laughs> pike was no, always like, the one that was like off campus like they got they got like uh, suspended from the campus so know. yeah at least at our school so fine. anyways <laughs> um standards for me look like okay no i want a guy who is not going to just make date like ask me to hang out like at eight o'clock at night like i'm not into hanging out my standards are if you want to date me we i'm not doing this couch dating for one we're not doing netflix and chill like you have to actually physically take me out i know there's a pandemic but you can be fucking creative there's plenty of things you can go and do Right Even now. like if you don't want to like leave the apartment, make me fucking dinner and a picnic on your floor of your or apartment. Like if there's a rooftop or like a park exactly. nearby, or like you have a backyard, a yeah, yeah, many different things you can do. A porch, if they've got a porch, have it on a porch. Exactly. Put up some string lights. Get some wine. Like, bare minimum. Bare like, fucking minimum. Literally, things. let me just let me like you need it. You need a day night plan. Just. Just, just like call me up. Sign up for Pinterest. Just sign up for fucking Pinterest, dude. Just please make a pin. More just men like make, need to be on Pinterest. Pinterest. More men need to be on Pinterest. Thank that's you. Just, that's why I just you. think. I love um, Pinterest. <laughs> Great ideas. Great ideas. <laughs> but that's a standard for me. Like I'm not doing this couch date. I'm not doing anything like that. Like the first three dates, like I don't want to be in your fucking apartment, my dude. And I want, I don't want to do small talking. I don't want to also lead the conversation. Um, the moment I notice I'm leading the conversation, I'm out. Like I'm no longer attracted to you. My stand, but I think other standards can also look like, you know, you know, making sure that you know, he respects your bound. You're being respected. Um, you, he picks you up. Um, for me, it doesn't matter. I would much rather meet you at the location and drive yeah, separately so I, I, am. Mm-hmm. Um, I can leave whenever I want. Um, calling you, um, you know, versus texting and FaceTiming versus texting. Um, how often do you want to get texted? How often do you want to be called? And say that up front. Like, if you want a motherfucker to call you once a day, say that. That yeah. is a standard. That's not or a. That's not they bad. Won't know. That's, it's not bad. And like the first thing is saying, "Oh God, they're gonna think I'm clingy." No. Mm-mm. If if why a single phone call once a day is clingy, my dude, you're never gonna get fucking married. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, just there's a whole like huge list that I think we could do a whole episode on about like what your standards look like. We've done a whole episode on boundaries before, but. You know, what that looks like, you know, how intimate you get on the first date, which I don't think you should, but to each their own. Um, And, you know, what I think the standards and boundaries just go hand in hand, but making sure that once you establish them, that you don't do a 180 and back out on those and just say, oh, well, screw it. I'm just going to do this one thing because I like attention and I want his validation. No, that's how you're not going to keep it at all. Um, Again, temporary bliss versus forever happiness. Keeping that in mind. Um, yes. mm-hmm. One thing I'm also going to say really quickly because I know it's very common in college dating situations. Don't tolerate being a secret. Ding ding ding. And don't that's tolerate being the a secret. Episode. Um, <laughs> I I don't fucking tolerate it. I've dealt with yeah. it recently. Dealt with it. Don't fucking tolerate it. It's disgusting. One, you should not. If, if you're trying to keep me a secret, homeboy, um, I'm the last person that you should keep a secret because I'm going. I'm not going to keep it a secret. I'm going to announce it. If you just say to me that you want to keep something a secret and you're upset that I'm telling people about our relationship, homeboy, you should not be dating. That's facts. You, you should not yes. be dating. Um, first off, no one gives that much of a fuck about you. You're not Harry Styles. 
you're not Harry Styles or Jason Sudeikis or Olivia Wilde. Unless you're in that throuple, I do not fucking care about your dating life. That's the only dating life I care about right now. Um, yeah. You're yeah. not that important. And the only reason people would want to keep you a secret is because you're wanting to keep, you don't want people knowing that you're in a relationship or getting the wrong ideas so you can keep your options open. Um, or you have a secret family or a life or whatever it may be. Um, there, like, there's literally like no, like, <laughs> or oh, you're he- like a pirate. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Johnny Depp. <laughs> like, what? Like, the only person who should be keeping their dating life private is probably Taylor Swift, like, homegirl. Yeah. Yeah. And she's done a great job of it. She has not told anybody about fucking Joe Alwyn. Nothing. I don't know anything about their whole relationship. And I love that. Like, I shouldn't. Um, right. Right. I shouldn't but, know anything like, about But, like, to the people that are in her life on a day-to-day basis, they exactly. know. They know about it. It's not exactly. like she's, yes, she may be keeping it a secret from us because she's trying to respect his privacy. But at the same time, it's not a secret to the people that are around. And I think that when it's a secret to the people that are around you all the time, then that's when there's an issue. If he's not posting on on his Instagram story, he doesn't like you. Or if he doesn't have an Instagram, if he's not telling people about you in real life, then that's a a big red flag. Yeah. 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 Uh, And vice versa. If you're not telling people about who you're seeing, then... It's weird. It's it's weird. weird. It's weird. Especially if you're like like relationship status and you're still not telling people about it. Yeah. If you're just just freshly dating... even if you're talking yeah and like if i'm just like newly like a month talking to this person and i yeah. tell my friend and that person gets mad at me because i told people that i was talking to this person oh, i see what you're saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. no 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 i no, meant no. like you don't want to like maybe like tell your parents because it's not you're not oh, sure no, it's gonna like, work out no, but no, like, i see what you're different. saying i see but what like, you're saying if i like post if, a picture like if i was like, dating someone and told you and they got mad at me because i told you like, that would be like a red flag to me okay bye um, <laughs> you should be, like, you should be if, freaking ecstatic that you're with me. Also, you what? should not be afraid. Like if you're on a date, you should not be afraid to post them on your story out of them, like getting mad at you and like leaving you like bitch. Like again, the trash can take out itself. Like, again, like, are you here for me? Or are you here to like, uh, I don't know. Like again, this is, he's probably, if he's getting mad, he's probably a Scorpio. Um, or he just, has a girlfriend back at home. Yeah. All, the only two options. <laughs> He's either a Scorpio or has a girlfriend already. It's, like, it's, it's, it's either one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I was so afraid to always post the doctor, like, on social media because I was like, oh, what if he, like, because they knew he, like, he, like, privacy. He never, I literally posted this on a date once. He literally did not give a flying fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, me. I think a lot of people are afraid of that. And, and that is sad to me because like, I know before social media, we weren't flaunting and I don't, I don't want to say that we're flaunting, but like we weren't posting our lives and now we are because social media is so prevalent. But like, if you feel like you can't like share a piece of you, then like mm-hmm. that kind of sucks. And I, yeah. I, I personally wouldn't want to be in that relationship. Yeah. Like my so. new, my new standard is, um, yeah, you have to want to publicly fucking claim me. Like I, that's the thing. It's a bare minimum like, thing. Like my hand in public like okay well like every guy i've dated has done that but like like, tell people that this that you should want to all i want is for a guy to take a picture of me and post on his story with this song in the background okay ending that so we don't get copyright um but (laughs) like that's all i want that's not a lot it's specific, but it's not a lot. I was going to say, you might have to do the story, but like, it's fine. <laughs> if someone's, yeah, if someone doesn't want to post you on their story with fucking gym class heroes in the background, they ain't the real one. 
they ain't the real one. They ain't it. Like if they're not w- if they're not willing to do silly things for you and make you feel loved and cared for, then yeah. they're not it. They and don't like, have to do that all the time, but like, but like if that's something that would make you feel appreciated and loved. Also, communicating that with the person because they're not going to fucking read your mind. Like I'm telling you right now, the next dude I date, he's not going to know that I, unless he listens to this podcast. He's not going to know that's what I want. Um, and you can't expect the person to read your mind. I know people always say like you shouldn't have to teach somebody how to love you everybody's loved differently you do have to walk people through a little tutorial really quickly because well and also continue it like we had a conversation last night and we both got upset with each other but we didn't even know that everyone was upset with each other so we had to like i was like you just need to tell me like i didn't know just tell me next time yeah so like it's just really important because like you said like everyone's love language is different everyone has their own version of like what it feels like to be loved loved and cared for and so if you if you don't ask or if they don't tell you then like i don't know like how are you supposed to know you don't you can't know it all like you can't you can't be with somebody for a month and know everything about them and know how they need to be loved and treated like you just have to communicate yeah and i think also like when you're doing that like the whole time you're talking to somebody don't look at it as like you're coming from a fear of loss like don't be afraid to say anything because you're afraid if you do say something you're going to lose them if you are acting solely on this fear of loss it's never going to further than that you're only going to manifest losing that person i think um and i think you will only therefore allow a man's like a natural like aloofness to kind of um, further excite you to chase this person because if you never speak up, if you never complain, if you never do any of this and like homeboy's just aloof, doesn't know what to fucking do, you're going to therefore like chase to get what you want to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this one long quote, I'm going to read it really quickly, that was in this book that I... I sent it to you and I was like, fucking this. Yep. Um, and I just think it's perfect. Um, so Bruce says, in the game of attraction, male aloofness is the best tool a man has in his arsenal to hook you and keep you so emotionally off balance that you can't see him or the relationship for what it really is. As long as a man can keep you confused with his mix of emotional detachment and unpredictable tenderness, he can get what he wants from you without ever or rarely having to give you what you want. You'll be so busy thinking about what he wants how to make him want you and how to make him happy so that he can want you etc that you'll neglect to really consider whether or not he's actually interested in making you happy furthermore don't confuse the emotional high a man gives you with his level of interest an emotionally confused woman is is easy prey for players a good time for time wasters and a ton of fun for non-committal as long as you're confused about how he feels about you what he wants or even what the future looks like with this man you're already in a dangerous situation point blank if he likes you you'll know if you don't you'll be confused Mm -hmm. yeah and i know we've talked about like this kind of mindset before with like christy and everything mm -hmm. but if you want a person you're going to be upfront with them yeah like you are and especially if you're serious about them and like being with them everybody i know who's in a successful relationship it's because one person was like hey i like you i want to be with you other person was like okay or something like that or like let's mm-hmm. see how this goes like mm-hmm. they were just very upfront about it there was no this game plan there wasn't on this toxicity like oh like what are we like wondering googling like what does this mean kind of thing i've been there i fucking googled like what does this mean does this mean he likes you that's bullshit like you shouldn't have to fucking do that um, no you you just you just have to be upfront. like the guy that I liked so much in college um, had a crush on him. We flirted, thought he had a crush on me. Literally one day just texted him and was like, hey, I'd, I'd love to chat with you. 
we had a conversation. He didn't feel the same way. I moved on. It was like one of those things where like I was just tired of playing the game and I don't play the game. I don't like the game. The game is hurtful. So it's just one of those things where like if someone's not communicating it with you, just go ahead and do the communicating for you. I know that some people are afraid to do the whole what are we, which you don't have to do, but you could just be like, hey, I like you. And if it's not reciprocated, then that's your that's your out. And if you don't take it and you play the game, then we did a whole episode on this too as well called yeah. So What Are We? It's like one of our top episodes. Yeah. Um and I will what did Blaine do like when you guys first started talking again? Like yes. to let you know that he was interested in you? He straight up told me that he okay. that he had <laughs> that he literally had like waited months to reach out to me because he wanted to make sure that he was in the right headspace. And he told me that he like really wanted to try things again and was serious about it. And I told him that I needed some time to get over, you know, a relationship and make sure that this is what I wanted. And, um, he respected that. So he set the tone, I set the pace. Um, and it worked out for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, like- we, but we were both very honest and upfront with each other at, at the very beginning. While we did have a history of already having an established kind of relationship, we still had to build a brand new one because that one was yeah. kind of broken. And you had like, there was like issues, like trust issues that had been started and everything. Mm-hmm. So you had to repair all of that. Yeah. Um, to literally just like you had to start over from scratch. Literally, we almost. started, literally, we like started he, over. I mean, he literally reintroduced himself to me and everything. Like he yep. wanted a whole new yep. slate kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the open communication at the beginning was what set us up for success. I, I think if we yeah. hadn't had that conversation, and hadn't done that, then we wouldn't be where we are today. So yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think like once you get in this, like once you like have experience with this and everything, you'll know like when somebody likes you. Like I literally can just detect like when the actor first like when we first met. Like he just sent me a text fucking randomly, and I was like, okay, so when's our first date? Like I I just knew I was like this dude likes me. Why the fuck else would he be texting me like right now mm-hmm. about the most mm-hmm. random fucking things? Like I don't care to have this conversation with you. Why are you texting me? Like and the same thing like with every, that's with every guy. I mean, fucking the doctor as much as an asshole he was, literally if a guy likes you, he'll leave a bar and then come back 30 minutes later just to find you and get your number. And just to, just to say I should have got your number. What's your number? <laughs> like that is proof right there. Like I don't care how things ended because yeah. it, was, it was to blame on both of our ends. I will always say that. Regardless of how it ended in the first couple stages, that is like almost like whether if it had been slowed down, probably would have been a lot healthier. It was mm-hmm. very fast at first and everything like that yeah. to where it was love bombing in a way because I just didn't know what was what. You slowed it down at a slower pace. It would have been the standard for what I looked for in a relationship because, I mean, I knew up front what he wanted. He was interested in me. Um, I mean, I didn't know that he didn't want commitment until like three months into the relationship. Yeah, but that part like, would have been nice to know at the very beginning. That but... was fault, fault one of his. He should have told me at the very beginning that. I agree. Um, and I agree. if a man tells you that, fucking leave. Run. Um, but at the beginning, like, to get my attention, he literally left and came back almost half an hour later mm-hmm. just to get my number. Like, if I a guy's there. not doing that. I'm a that, witness. If a guy's not doing that, he's not into you. Like, if a guy's True. not willing to, like, literally go back to a bar and search for your ass, um, he's not into you. Yeah. But I think while you're doing all this, uh, one of... To go off, like, boundaries and stuff, um, I think I no longer entertain guys. Like, I don't... If a guy texts me, like, um, WYD, what are you doing? Or, like, at, like, he texts me, like, past, like, 9 o'clock at night. Um, he's not... 
that's not a standard for me. Like, I'm not going to have a conversation um, with you at this time. Like, also, if a guy's from my fucking Snapchat, no, I just delete Snapchat. I don't Snapchat. I only um, Snapchat you, my other best friend from college, and two girls from grad school. I only have Snapchat because of the memories. That's the only reason I still have it. Mm. I, don't I don't use it. I don't really, I don't really love the memories. <laughs> <laughs> they go back into a dark time. <laughs> but um, not entertaining guys with those like little short texts like that. Like it, if he's like, hey, and you're like, oh my god, what do I say back? Like, don't fucking say anything for one. <laughs> he says, but, hey, and then you just say, hey. <laughs> if he says, what are you doing? If that's all it is and it's 11 o'clock, you don't respond. You, you know you what don't. he wants. You don't respond. Yeah. Um, and then looking how much of in the blue, this is a Matthew Hussey kind of thing. Whenever mm-hmm. you're texting a guy, if you notice that you're more in the, if there's more blue texts than gray texts, you're chasing at that point. Um, because unless you're me and separate text messages, even though, even like that though, like if you were, if he's like, like you're sending all this text and he's like replying like with one sentence. True. True. If he's not matching your five text messages back, then yeah. Like, yeah. that's how I fucking always knew the doctor was into me. God, I would get fucking novels. She literal got, she novels. She got paragraphs, y'all. Like, literal, literal novels. paragraphs. I was like, holy- I wouldn't read it. <laughs> I read the back over them. I'm like, holy fucking shit. He would send me novels. When he wanted me, I would know mm-hmm. very clearly because he would put forth the fucking effort. And that's mm-hmm. just, because, and I know he didn't want me. That's a fucking fearful avoidant attachment, whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. Yeah. Yeah, um, so fun. I think also um, this was something that was in the book that I, I sent to you <laughs> because I, was I like, got a this, lot of I got a lot of things sent to me this but night. I was like, when this you is were the reading. paragraph you should read. <laughs> it was great. It was a good one for me. It cut, cut me deep. <laughs> Stabbed me a little there, Emily. <laughs> I have also, I'm to blame for this as well, too. We're both fire signs. This is also both of us. Well, yes. Being yes. assertive, but not aggressive. There is a fine difference, and the latter is a turnoff. I, and apparently both, recently, I've been more aggressive than assertive. <laughs> so I'm trying really hard. I'm trying really hard. We're both very assertive people. We're mm-hmm. both, we both just speak our mind and like, I am dated guys who just appreciate the straightforwardness. They love it. It's super attractive. And I think a lot of guys think it's super attractive. But when you start, like, being more hostile about it or, like, picking apart, like, I know that I joke around, like, with some guys that I've dated where, like, like we just, like, go back and forth with banter and everything like that. And, like, sometimes it's great and everything. But there's some guys, that, like, that's not, like, they're, they, they don't like they that. They don't like it. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I dated this one dude and I was like, um, he thought he was Schmidt from new girl and i was like oh no sweetie you're definitely nit miller <laughs> and like that was offensive to him apparently and i was like oh oh well okay. when you compare yourself to a character get ready for the yeah the backlash i was <laughs> like response. sweetie no um <laughs> but i think that the way, reason i say this is because men and i i because it makes me like hate to say this because i don't want to say it because i'm like it's 2021 like blah blah blah, blah. um Men like women who are very feminine and in touch with their femininity. If you are not like that kind of person, I totally understand. I fucking hate it as much as I do because I have a very masculine energy. I am very aware of that. Um, But I know that when I am trying to attract a guy, I can't be 
all of that because it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. And I've had men tell me that it's intimidating and that they don't want to get close to me because they're like, well, she's, she, why do I, there's no point. Like, she's fine. Like, I don't, she doesn't need me. But when you act more feminine and like you need them, they are going to naturally be more attracted to you and want that. I fucking hate as much as you do. <laughs> But I I always think of, like, you know those videos of, like, when you see, like, a girl posting, like, her with her man and, like, he's acting, like, all mushy and cutesy and, like, talking in baby voice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, talking (laughs) in his baby voice and, like, calling her baby and all that stuff. Homeboy's only acting like that because his girl got that nice feminine touch and, like, doesn't act super hard and, like bully them and everything Mm -hmm. they're being sensitive they're being loving and that dear and like i think everybody has that side in them it's it's that divine feminine side that you bring out in guys and the only way they're going to get like that is if you act like that yourself this is very true yeah if you act like hard and everything like oh no like i'm like too tough for that like i get it like me and my best friend from college we both hate the mushy gushy stuff and everything like that bet when we're alone with men though we will start acting like when we're around a guy that we like we can act like that i've got every single guy i've ever been attracted to to act like that and it's because i i just like you have that charm about you it's when you just let your walls down and you're just like cuddling and things like that like if you want that you have to adapt to that and act like that's the only way it's gonna happen you can't go from acting like yeah, I don't need yeah, no I'm fucking a, man. I'm a, I'm a badass hit you. bitch. <laughs> like, you like, gonna catch these fiery hands. Like, <laughs> and like, just be gentle. That's unless he's an abusive asshole. Like, fuck that. But yeah. like, that's my whole thing. It's just being more gentle about it. I think mm-hmm. men are naturally attracted to that. When I always think back to Elijah Slissinger, I can never fucking say her name. I love but, her. Like, her whole comparison in Elder Millennial, when she talks about how, like, men like the more, like, weaker um, animals. Like, like a cheetah's not going to fucking, they're, they're not going to fucking chase after a gazelle who, like, owns her. He's like, I own my own home and my daddy doesn't. And I love my daddy. Like, you know, like, I own my own home. I don't need no man. And, like, I just bought, like, a Roth IRA and I don't hate my daddy. Like, no, every man's going to be fucking intimidated by that gazelle. But, like, if you got, like, that limp gazelle that's like, oh. Help me! I'm poor. <laughs> like that seems more approachable. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna go after that. Mm-hmm. So while it's great, and I encourage women to have that boss ass bitch energy, and I love that energy. I love that fieriness. Yeah, and we do. Um, and I support it so much. And I want to be friends with every single one of you that act like that. Mm-hmm. She has to rest every now and then. Yeah. You have to rest and, it every and now just, and then. Like even for yourself. Like for your yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I was gonna say. It's yeah. exhausting sometimes to like have that energy, and it's just it's nice to have a safe place to just kind of like be gentle and like turn it down and like just exactly be like wanted and cared for instead of being the one who does the caring sometimes it's really nice to have that absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and then the last thing i think i I would probably end on is um we talked about earlier so never let a man's rejection whether of you or potential relationship cause you to lose your poise and your power that's like the one of the final notes that he makes in this book. And I think it's really great because if a man tells you that he doesn't want anything serious, do not let him see that it bothers you or that you are upset by it in any means. Because, and this is kind of counteracting what I said about vulnerability, but 
I think it's best to kind of turn it on him. And now I'm not saying like you approach the situation like what are we kind of thing like we were just talking about mm-hmm. where you're defining the relationship and you're playing a game or whatever. Like in my aspect, like a natural way, and I've done this recently <laughs> and I feel like it works, but I like totally got it. I set a boundary with the guy and I was like, hey, like if this is what you want, like I, you're going to have to date me. And he's like, well, I don't know what I want in life. And I was like, oh, homeboy, I'm not saying I want to fucking date you. And I also I'm, don't need you to know what you want in life. Yeah. <laughs> but just I like, like, I'd be clear that this is a new boundary for me. So until that, yeah. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I want to fucking date you. I'm just saying if you want to unlock A, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Like, exactly. That's yes. what has to happen. And so turn it more onto them instead of being like, Oh, like sulking. So like if a guy hits you with like, I'm not looking for a relationship. I don't know what I want right now. or I'm just casually dating right now. Respond as if you couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. You were unbothered by it. Like, okay, homeboy. Like I wasn't saying like, look at you assuming that I want to date you. How cute. <laughs> like homeboy. Like I don't even <laughs> fucking know you. That's yeah. how I would say to turn it into like, I don't even know you. Why would you assume that I want to be in a relationship with you? Because that's why I think on a lot of guys will set it up. Most healthy, non-narcissistic guys will set it up like that at the very beginning of a relationship. And it's like, I don't even still, I don't even know you. Like, you I don't, don't know, know you, you yet. I'm just letting you know that like, that's no, my, like, that's my boundary. Yeah. You can continue to see him from time to time, but do not offer relationship benefits, whatever that may be for you. Um, and I could speak that from experience, like I said. Um, so turning it more on you, like asserting yourself and you're asserting your own boundaries and standards, more or less that you're upset. Like, because I think that when you do that, it naturally will attract them more to be more curious about you. We're like, well, she like seems to be doing fine without me. And like I said, do not continue seeing him as like as much as you want to see him. Like, don't, don't let him come to you. Let him come to you. And I promise you, if he doesn't come to you, it's fine. Again, the trash let itself out. (laughs) You are right. It always does. (laughs) It's so, it's from experience. Like, you're going to want to text him because you're like, well, he's not texting me now. Like, let me text him. Don't, don't. You're too busy doing other things with your life to worry about if he's texting you or not. And you're only going to hurt yourself by doing that, by worrying about it. So Um, if you're like, I'm not busy, I have all this free time, find a fucking hobby. Learn how to fucking code. There needs to be more women in STEM. Code. Learn how to computer code. Um, learn an instrument. Learn how to fucking, you know, make sourdough bread. I don't know. Um, start a business. S- Do whatever you want. S- <laughs> honestly, just start, start a business. Um, you know, learn learn about Bitcoin. Um, honestly, learn about the stock market. Invest. There you go. Get, Get into crypto. IRA. You know. Get into crypto. <laughs> like, fucking, you know, just open up a coffee shop. I don't know. Like there's so many things you can do to fill your time that yeah. you are no longer going to be thinking about. Like, well, he's not texting me anymore. Good. Like you didn't have fucking time for him anyways. Yeah. He wasn't your person. Wants to see you. Like <laughs> if you do all these things, like you, like, bi- like you make yourself busy and like you like almost like cloud up your schedule with all the stuff that you're doing, not saying overwork yourself, but if you're doing that, a man's going to realize, Oh shit, she has so much going on. Like I'm going to have to make a commitment mm-hmm. in order to be with her in order right. to make time. In order right. for her to make time for me, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z for her to like be, right. be able to see me. Um, yeah. And to, and to like have things that you're passionate about and all of that, like that's attractive. Like, and being it's only com- better being yourself, honestly. Yeah. yeah like exactly. honestly, you're only making yourself hotter. So I'm going to let the survival tip be a quote from this book instead okay. of my own thoughts. Yeah. Um, don't endure men 
who are not open to a relationship with you. No matter how attractive, charming, or high status they might be, the life currency of all relationships are time, energy, and sacrifice, all of which are not refundable. Don't waste them on men who don't deserve your love. That's it. That's the quote. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gals Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please go and leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us out. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.